Blog Talk Radio. Frontier Beyond Fear Blog Talk Radio Program. Today is April 24th, 2021. And today I am talking to you live and very spontaneously about a topic that I have actually spoken on at at, at least one conference, maybe another one, I'm not sure, it's been a, a few years. Um, but something that I've really reflected upon quite a bit. And I often refer to it in this program, and I said that I would at some point do a show to talk about it, and I may talk about it in more than one. But that is the topic of nonlinear time. And this is not going to be a science lecture. I'm not focusing on that aspect today. Um, I will start it with a quote anyway, Um, but um, let's see if I can, here we go, get this quote. The distinction between past, present, and future is only a stubbornly persistent illusion, Albert Einstein. Now, Albert Einstein only began to glimpse what, discoveries of physics were awaiting, um, such as in quantum physics. But again, we're not going to talk about this from a scientific perspective today. We're going to talk about it from a spiritual perspective and also a logical perspective. And as I say in my introduction, I mix logic and spirituality because often, Spirituality can be logical. It can defy logic sometimes, but when you really start to look at what's happening, there is a logic to it as well. And in this particular topic, it is absolutely true. Let me start this program by sharing with you a dream that I had many years ago or an aspect of a dream that clued me into something Because this dream puzzled me for quite a while, and it happened many, many years ago. I had a dog that um, passed away from cancer. I did have to put her down when it got bad enough. And everyone, a lot of people have been through this, and I've been through it with more than one animal, and it's not easy. 
that night after she had transitioned, um, I was reading about the Rainbow Bridge. Um, We can certainly make part of this program today about how to think about the transitioning of a pet, although you will find this is going to relate to all forms of thinking about beyond the veil and many other things. I won't get into the dream in detail because it was fairly elaborate, but I had heard that sometimes you can have a dream when a pet passes away. I had read that, and it may have even been that night I was reading it because I was reading on various pet loss sites as well as the Rainbow Bridge, which is a poem. It talks about our animals waiting for us on a bridge beyond the veil. And I wondered if a dream would come. And I really couldn't sleep very well that night, but eventually I fell asleep. And around 4 a.m., I had a dream where my dog um, appeared out of basically from a light behind my curtain um, in the dream, like a very bright sun. She appeared, and she jumped on the bed, which she actually wasn't allowed to do, that particular dog, um, and was right there next to me, and and, um, I was petting her, and um, she was whole again. She looked at me, and she had had this cancer which had uh, impacted her, so her face was kind of changed before she died and you know her eyes were bright and she was she was herself again but that's not the part of this dream that I want to tell you about a voice called her back to the light it was a youngish voice and um, she ran to the voice and Then the voice was laughing when she came bounding back to me. And again, there was more to this dream than I'm describing, some of it quite profound. And maybe in another episode, I'll read a description of it that I had written. But here I'm going to focus on the voice and what happened. So eventually she ran back to the light in the dream, and I woke up. And I kept wondering gosh, that voice sounded familiar. And who was that voice? Um, a neighbor said, well, maybe it's a neighboring teen who had passed away rather suddenly um, not long before. But, you know, she really didn't know my dog. I mean, it could have been her. It could have been just some random voice. Some, You know, it didn't have to be identified, but it was so familiar. And it took me many years, I think, to realize whose voice that was. That voice was my voice. That voice was my voice. And here is something I'm going to share with you that you almost never hear. In fact, I don't think I've ever heard it from anyone else. And I did talk about it at one point at the Los Angeles Conscious Life Expo the last time I was there. But beyond that, it hasn't come up very much. And maybe I've mentioned it on this program. Who knows in so many programs. But if there is no linear time, which many of us in the spiritual community agree upon, and physics is even starting to glimpse, then why would this illusion persist beyond the veil? 
this is going to be a huge comfort to you, what I have to share with you, this concept, which is totally logical. And why we don't see it right at first, I think because it's just outside our realm of conception. But there is no reason why linear time would hold beyond the veil. So that means it would be completely logical that I would be greeting my own dog and a younger me, even a much more energetic me. It sounded like a younger voice, although I've been told my voice sounds young and you don't always hear your voice the same way when you're speaking than when you're listening to it. But even independent of the dream, there is absolutely no reason to believe that the other side, beyond the veil, and we're going to go beyond that as well, would be limited by linear time, which means everybody who ever lived, whoever will live anywhere is there, which means when our pets transition Whose arms would you like your pet to run into? Yours, right? How many of you listening have put a pet down? I was present for the last one, which was the dog after this one. And let me tell you, there's a relationship between these dogs. And you really, there are many of us who feel they return to us. And with this particular dog, when the dog with cancer when another dog came, although the timing seemed odd, which actually we could talk about that as well, but there was something about her eyes that were so amazing and similar to the last dog, and we didn't look for this dog. My child actually found the dog in a in a pet store, um, fun parenting story. We had to, well, it wasn't so fun at the time. We had lost our dog, and I had a young child, And he was told to write a report on a pet at a worst possible time. And so we went to the pet store to get a fish and came home with, (laughs) so anyone who's a parent can relate to that. And I didn't think I was ready for a puppy, but I actually was, and I needed to have this puppy, which was my next dog. So it wasn't too long ago, a few years ago, that I was with my my last dog when she transitioned and I was thinking about this very thing because it was such a comfort to me. Not only is it entirely logical and possible for our pets to be on some rainbow bridge waiting for us beyond the veil, we know they have a spiritual element to them and this isn't just about pets but we'll start there. Not only is that true, we could even cross over with our pets. Do you realize that if there is no concept of linear time, which there is not, that is an illusion here. And we won't get into all of the different theories about that. Um, I was just reading something Neil Donald Walsh said about I was looking for quotes, and I thought, you know what, we're not going to focus on why is it we believe this. But I know many of you have this as a part of your spiritual experience. Perhaps in a future program we can talk about that. We're talking about the reality, the feeling 
of it and what it would mean, what the implications would be. And one of those implications is that we have illusions that are very persistent about the afterlife. Those illusions suggest it is linear and bound, but we don't know that. Logically, if that was being closer to the omnipresent divine, to the limitless divine, time itself would not limit you, which means not only could you greet any pet, accompany any pet, you could cross over at the same time, putting in quotes, with anyone you like. Your beloved, whoever that is, is not only waiting for you there, whether they've left this earth or not, but could cross over with you at the same time. All of this is possible. And I am opening your awareness to it because I think, based on studying what happens when people cross over, a lot of it seems to be based, those initial times, on your expectations. And then I suspect it shifts to what the actual reality is because we we are meant to feel comfortable as we cross over. Some people have felt uncomfortable. I'm always troubled by some of those stories as to what they mean. But most people, when they cross over, have a very positive experience. And so can our fears influence those first moments? Possibly. Could they be misinterpreted? Yes. But with that aside, there is no time. There is no limitation of time. And so when I had that dream, it was completely logical, though I didn't see it for quite a long time, that it was my voice, that it was my laughter, and that I, across time, was with my beloved pet. And the same thing goes for anyone you care about in this life, anyone in history. But we always tend to think about the past. We always tend to think that the only people that are over there are the people from the past who have transitioned or the pets. That does not hold up to logical scrutiny if there's no linear time, is what I'm telling you. So I am opening your perspectives so that when you cross over someday, your eyes will be as open as possible at that time and you'll be ready to see what can be seen. And one of those things could be very well that you're crossing over at the same quote time. Time then becomes like an experience. So if there is no linear time, you could have had someone cross over years ago, a small child or something, and at the point when you cross over, you're with them as if it was in the present moment. Do you see what I'm trying to tell you? You are not bounded by linear time. And it has huge, huge implications. And this may be something I'll continue to speak about in the future. Um, I don't anticipate going at any conferences in the near future. But for now, this is where I'll speak about it and blog about it. And as time goes on, I'll be talking about 
some of my research and reflections and taking this program a bit deeper. So let's take it beyond just the other side. What do I mean by here, there, and everywhere? Well, everywhere is also every when. I was going to do this program today, a totally different program, and then I settled on time because the topics are very much related. We know from a logical perspective, from an observational perspective, and I have spoken definitely on radio and on panels and in different situations in the past about some of this as well, that we are now discovering other planets. We know we're not the only. It is so um, limited and ignorant and self-centered to think that the Earth would be it and that there wouldn't be other living beings. And I know that UFOs have been in the news a lot, and I'm not really going to focus as much on that because there's just so many different ways of looking at that topic. But here we're just going to focus on the incredible likelihood. I mean, it's almost an, it is an virtually statistically impossible that we would be the only living beings in the universe. And now there are theories about a multiverse, which of course, is known to the spiritual perspective, but I'm talking people are starting to observe how multiple universes could exist within science, like bubbles bumping into each other, that kind of thing. And we're not even talking about timelines, although we may. Those are somewhat linear in nature, but they're, they're parallel. That's not what we're talking about. We are talking about breaking through the limitations of time. And what we're really talking about is contact. How would contact most realistically occur? And how has it no doubt already occurred? There are many systems that are much older than ours. One could surmise that some of these systems have species that have raised their awareness. Again, I'm using the word awareness much more than consciousness anymore. I know consciousness is common. Let's use awareness because it crosses spiritual paths. I feel a little bit better. Who have raised their awareness to the point where they know they are one with the divine, that they know things are possible that a more limited species may not know and don't assume what it means to be limited. What we think of as advanced, and this I have talked about a number of times, is not necessarily advanced. Don't assume that technology signifies advancement. There could be many, many, many species out there that never developed any form of technology or industry at all, and they're just living in a forest somewhere, kind of like Avatar. That is very possible. There could, in fact, one could even argue those species probably have a better chance at survival, especially if they're developing their awareness and they're wanting to attune themselves more in a spiritual way versus a materialistic way, which is very limited. You have a lot of limitations as a species if you think that the only thing that exists 
is a mechanistic world. And those limitations you create for yourselves. The spiritual among you can rise above those limitations, and they really do provide the path forward. Some species may never develop that tool-based view. So let's just assume, and I think it's very, very realistic to assume this, there are developed species in the multiverse. I have heard mechanistically viewed people say, well, we could never have contact with any species. It's high, It's unlikely. Just because they're so far away or they are in another time, you know, how are they going to overlap with us? And they're only thinking in one way. This is why we're not going to focus on UFOs because that is such tunnel vision to think that a technological race is the only race that might get here. No, not by a long shot. Because if you've raised your awareness across time, because you've raised them above, you've raised your awareness above the limitations of time, you're right here. They're right here cheering us on. They are feeling their oneness with the divine. And the more we feel our oneness with the divine and that omnipresence, of the divine, and the more we know those of us who have experienced that feeling of oneness, at least in whatever way we can, perhaps not at the level they can, where maybe it's just their everyday reality. I mean, there probably are some people on the planet, maybe on a mountain somewhere, maybe some people who've been in monasteries. I mean, I could think of some who have had some pretty incredible experiences. In fact, I was even going to talk about some of those people today, people like St. Teresa, Catherine of Siena, they've had these very profound experiences. Um, and people across many, many cultures, um, because some, you know, some civilizations, some societies are much more predisposed to raising their spiritual awareness than others. Don't assume that those of us in the future have an advantage. If anything, we're on crutches compared to some of these previous societies who more readily could raise their awareness. And that's just on this planet. On other planets, there would be no limitation. Space would not be limited because it would be a space of awareness. Traveling physically is unnecessary when your awareness is what matters. Time would no longer be a limitation for an aware species. They could easily be aware of us. Now, they may have an idea that we are all having growth experiences on this planet, so don't assume that they would interfere. That's another whole theory. Would they intervene? I mean, many of us have thought that could happen. At the highest level, they're us. This could be a whole other program. When you talk about remote viewing, and I think I have touched upon this in the past, it's not remote. Remote is simply raising your awareness to knowing that you are everywhere and that you are everyone. 
and that you can be you can be yourself. This is the most amazing thing and observe through the eyes of another because we are not separate. We're not separate. We're one. And that is across time as well. But I do want to return to thinking about this is a really profound thing to realize and I want to say we're here on this earth. I had kind of an unusual week. Those of you who follow my blog may have noticed that I didn't write for a couple of, of, of nights, and usually I do. And I I was okay, in case anyone was wondering. It's just, And I don't know if I'll write every night. I mean, sometimes I think that's too much of a limitation. But I had a really unusual week, and I'm not going to get into the details, but it just really tested me at times. And we are here on this planet to live and to grow through the tests that we're having. And once you realize that, it's easier to accept them as just a part of our growth experiences. It doesn't mean that life can't turn out well or that things could happen that that actually feel miraculous. A lot of things can happen. But at other times, we certainly are tested or we're having a growth experience. We've certainly observed how our society is having a growth experience. Even as I recognize, I know that you are listening worldwide and I'm here in the United States and the types of growth experiences we're having may be different than you. Some of you, I know I have a few listeners, or I don't know how many. They don't really say how many people exactly in India and I know that things are pretty challenging in India right now. But um, when we have a spiritual perspective, it helps us to accept our time and our place, even as we work to make those places better. And for those of us in the spiritual community, that's always going to be based in how can we apply what we know spiritually How can we feel the love? And actually, I kind of skipped this over. A species that would have a higher awareness, whether it's us or anybody else, would feel the love. This is not a cold and clinical type of consciousness. That's not how it works. When your awareness is raised, there is overwhelming love. There can also be fear, When fear enters into it, that can skew what we're experiencing. But love is the most persistent thing. It's really the only thing that matters in this multiverse. Because as many of us have been taught, as many of us have felt, God is love. However you define God, what is unconditional love? What is boundless love? And why are we here? So we can be accepting of being in this time and this place and growing through whatever it is we're working with. There are miracles. For those of you who are going through difficult times, we've seen them. Sometimes they seem to elude us. But they're real. Anyone who has lived through a miracle 
something that just no one can explain in the physical world, including in the realm of healing, which we don't talk about enough and we should have been talking about it all along. Healing happens. Many people have had those experiences. So what I'm trying to remind you is to to appreciate even when being tested your current time and place. Someday you'll be able to evaluate that across the veil. But right now, there's a reason for us to be here, no matter what we're experiencing. And I know the live show is about to to go down, and I'm not going to go much beyond it today. No no poems today or long passages. I really, I kind of looked for a theme in that way today. I didn't really find one, and I finally realized this is what we needed to talk about today. And I really, I thank the live audience. I thank Blog Talk Radio again for supporting this program and having it on their homepage while it's live and before it comes on. And if you appreciate this program, I do encourage you to follow the program on Blog Talk Radio or come and discover the Facebook page where I always post blogs and things and different inspirational posts. FrontierBeyondFear.com is the website. It's a little out of date. I had, like I said, this week was really unusual, so I didn't have a chance to update the site even with last week's show. But I will soon. Thank you, live audience, as you leave us. And to those of you who are listening across time, and as you know, I always talk about that. There's a reason for that. You are present here with me. I have no conception of when you are listening. It could be far in the future. It could be tomorrow. It could be in the next hour. Whenever it is, you are as present with me as if you were here live. The concept is the same. And I would urge you to reflect upon the amazing possibilities When I realized this about my beloved pets and you think about the people that you love, but you especially think about the really vulnerable, you know, you always, it's really hard um, with, with anyone who is vulnerable, like a pet, who they don't know what's happening to them at first. You know, you would like to know that you could be with them as they make that transition. Or, you know, anybody who has ever lost a child, which is a very challenging experience, can you imagine the implications if you knew that there was no limitation and it was you who was there right then when they needed you and never did they leave your side? And I'm not talking about some illusion of you, actually you. You could cross over because there is no limitation. Years later, you could be 95 years old when you finally go, and you could be present with someone passing earlier. The implications are profound. It doesn't even have to be someone in your family. It could be someone who passed thousands of years ago. It could be anybody. There are no limitations of time 
across the veil. This is entirely logical. The more we raise our awareness to this possibility, the more we will observe it because we sit here with tunnel vision and a lot of perception is what you expect to see. Raise your expectations. Release your shackles and imagine what is possible and then live your life fully on this planet and appreciate every day. If something doesn't go well, think about what am I supposed to learn? Where is this leading me? What does it mean? And know that anything that happens on this planet is temporary. It's just, it really is a blink of an eye in terms of time. I may talk about timelines on another program at another time. Not today. But what I really wanted to convey to you is in a much more personal space. Logic and science, when applied, and speculation, which is where new ideas are born, discoveries aren't always proven right away. It's where we go, where we explore on the way to knowing what is real. Eventually, society catches up. And I am presenting to you today something that I hope is personally meaningful for you. That is my gift to you today. On April 24th, 2021, wherever or whenever you are. Thank you for listening today. Um, I think I will continue with the weekly program. Um, I came very close to not doing this program today. I have to tell you that. And it took some, some um, I don't know if I'd say discipline, but it just, I needed to have a reason to come on. Let's just put it that way. And since I did, I decided to do it. And I'm really glad I did. And I'm really glad you're here with me today. So take care, everyone. Unless there's some reason that I'm not here next week, I will be here again at live at um, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern again. And thank you for coming to the Frontier Beyond Fear. I hope you can feel more and more peace on your path. See you next time. Thank you.